think of a bottle. What comes out of the bottle is determined by what has been put in it. If ketchup comes out of the bottle, that means ketchup has been put in it. If mustard comes out of the bottle, it means mustard has put in it, been put in it. Duh. You know. Um, you know, if water comes out of a ketchup bottle, all that means is, is that the ketchup's been emptied and the water's been put in. Now think of your life as a bottle. What comes out is determined by what has been put in. If meanness comes out, meanness has been put in. If happiness comes out, happiness has been put in. Mercy comes out, mercy has been put in. If love has been put in, love comes out. Which is to say, we love as we have been loved. Now, if you've watched the Springer show, and I haven't watched it for years, I don't even know if it's still on. Is it still on? Okay, I get a yes from your daughter and a no from you. Repeats, okay. I just, do you know what your daughter's doing? Okay. <laughs> um, you know, you get, this, you get this toxic, polluted stuff that's going on in a show like that. And you know, people are ugly to each other. And it's usually where they, they're saying, somebody's done ugly, something ugly to me, so I now have permission to do something ugly to them. And the cycle of dysfunction just goes on and on and on. When ugliness comes out, we tend to blame somebody for putting it in us. Oh, I know I'm in a bad mood today, but oh man, my wife was just awful this morning. You know, ugh. Oh. I know, I know, I shouldn't have said that, but if you had heard what Chris said to me before church started, oh man, you know. I'm not going to give anybody a break. Nobody gave me one. I'm not going to forgive you. You didn't forgive me. The love that comes out is the love that's put in. Now, I have to say, I feel pretty loved by Susan and Colleen and Chris and Andrew and the staff and the church. So I'd like to think love comes out. Some of you are going, okay. <laughs> but too often, I think, when the other person is the standard for my love. When the other person defines my love, love doesn't fare very well. Martin Luther King used to say that when we love as we have been loved, we turn our identity over to the other person. And it's not a good idea. Love with the love that others have loved us 
is not often a good standard for love. So how about if I love others as I love myself? I am the standard for what love is. But the fact is, how I love myself is often determined by how others treat me. If Susan's nice to me, I'll tend to love myself. If she doesn't, I'll find, try to figure out what's wrong with me. In the book we are reading for Lit Club for April, one of the characters, the lead character, says, I liked being around Nell. And it was mainly because I liked myself when I was around her. Yeah. Our love of ourself is largely determined by the love that others put in us. So we're back to the love that is put in is the love that comes out. I've never been a big fan of love your neighbor as yourself. Because I think that's more the problem that we have than the solution. I think the problem is we do love other people as we love ourselves. We just don't love ourselves very well. If we're a perfectionist, we trend, tend to love others through perfectionist eyes. If we're critical of ourselves, we tend to be critical of others. If we're judgmental of ourselves, we tend to be judgmental of others. The problem is that we do love others as we love ourselves. I know Hook is an old movie, but I've always liked the line when the, one, of the little girls, the, the, one of the little girls in Hook looks at one of the pirates who's acting very obnoxiously and says, you need a mother very badly. Yeah, yeah he needs a mother very badly to love him and put love in him. So on this night, when Jesus is having supper with his disciples, knowing that the crucifixion is tomorrow, knowing, as John says, that his hour has come, I have this image of Jesus sitting at the table looking around at the disciples saying, I need to tell them something. I need to tell them something important that they will remember. And he looks at them and he says, I can't tell them to love each other because look how they love each other. They're arguing. They're arguing about who's the greatest. 
And I can't tell them to love each other as they love themselves. Peter's going to be deny me. Judas is going to betray me. Thomas is going to doubt me. I've got to come up with something better than love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus operating on the assumption that the love that comes out of us is the love that's put in us says a new commandment I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. The love that Christ puts in us is the love that comes out. The love of Christ that goes in us is the love that comes out. Christ puts forgiveness in us and that's what comes out. Christ puts mercy in us, and that's what comes out. Christ puts gratitude in us, and that's what comes out. It really doesn't matter how others love us. It's only how Christ loves us. Love one another as I have loved you. Not as you've loved each other. Not as Pilate loves you. Not as Herod loves you. Love as I have loved you. And this is the night where we realize how he loves us. This is really, we call it, Monday Thursday from the Latin word mandate commandment so it's commandment Thursday but I think before it's commandment Thursday it's blessing Thursday actually before he gives the command to love one another he says as I have loved you that's the blessing that's the blessing. That's what we look for in our lives. That blessing to be loved. I have blessed you with my love. Now give that love to others. It's a blessing to be loved by somebody who loves well. We know that. Anne Lamott says, you know, think of, an, think of the tide of an ocean and put a straw in that ocean. If the straw is perpendicular to the tide, nothing goes through it. But if you align the straw with the tide, the whole ocean can go through it. And on this night, Christ is basically saying, align yourself with my love so my love can go through you 
and you'll know you're loved and my love can be shared with others. The spiritual life is really a seeking to be loved, isn't it? Love one another as I have loved you. How do we experience that love? Well, Christ now moves from words to actions to show that love. In the other three Gospels, he institutes the Lord's Supper. This is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you. This is my love for the utmost. In John's Gospel, he doesn't institute the Lord's Supper. He institutes foot washing. In that society, foot washing was very common. If you had somebody over for dinner, you would have the servants wash their feet. Feet got dirty frequently in first century Palestine. The thing about this supper with Jesus is the servants didn't wash the feet. And I wonder if the disciples were sitting there around the table going, who's going to wash the feet? There's nobody here to wash the feet. You do it, Peter. No, you do it, John. Who's going to wash the feet? And Jesus washes the feet. He takes on the servant role. To wash feet takes humility because feet are dirty. And to have one's feet washed takes humility. Peter had problems with Jesus doing this. Foot washing doesn't happen hardly ever anymore. I couldn't tell you the last time I went to somebody's house for dinner and they washed my feet. Or somebody came over to our house and we washed their feet. Hand washing is very common in our culture. It's almost impossible to go to a restroom where there isn't a sign for the waiters and the servers to wash their hands before returning to work go through a nursing home or a hospital and at every door there's a soap dispenser to wash your hands. Hand washing is very common. This week I've been visiting many of our shut-ins and I've been struck how important 
hand-holding is for our shut-ins. When I prayed with Ingrid Springer on Monday, I gave her my hand and she put both of her hands around me, my hand. When I prayed with Carol Brown, she put both of her hands around mine. When I prayed with Millie Eckhart, she held my hand and brought it up to her lips and kissed it. Hand washing in our society, I'm going to say, is the new foot washing. It's intimate and it's personal and it reaffirms our humanity and it reaffirms our connection with each other. I think it takes humility to wash hands and it takes humility to have our hands washed and there's this mutuality that we're on the same level. And there's this feeling that we are together in accepting each other and in our need of each other. I give you this new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you, you should also love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. If we receive Christ's blessing in humility, we can pass it on in humility to bless others. And our hand washing is a start. May it be so. Amen.